What's up, podcast listeners? If you're tuning in as one of my regular listeners, then welcome back once again to Is This Actually Healthy? It's great that you've been with me on this journey, which I've been working on for nearly three and a half months. This show is slowly but steadily growing, which makes me eager to get on my keyboard and get these ideas out so I can share them with you for my weekly episodes. Remember how last week was all about making better choices with your sweets so that you can still have your sugar fix without the calorie bomb? I think this was a critical piece to touch on because the main reason people quit hardcore diets, typically within the first few months or even weeks, is because they think they can't have any indulgence and anything like sweets must be expunged. In reality, you aren't going to stick to diets that are too restrictive and don't let you have anything you like. Besides desserts, another big thing that they tell you to do or tell you to avoid if you're serious about cutting those calories is alcohol. According to statistics from the National Epidemiological Survey on Alcohol and Related Conditions, 30% of American adults don't consume alcohol. But of those that do drink, the median number of drinks per week is three. People drink wine or beer with their dinner, maybe have a cocktail or two on weekends, Then there are all kinds of other occasions to be bombarded with alcohol-derived calories, such as an evening out with friends. If you don't think about what you're drinking and how much, then this can certainly sabotage the other healthy habits that you do stick to throughout the week. Just as a disclaimer, I'm definitely not recommending that you drink for your health or that everyone should. I'm simply speaking here to anyone out there who already has a drink, hopefully in moderation, and if this is you, This is probably something you'd like to consider. Trying to round out your diet involves plucking out some things that you can adjust to make healthier decisions. And for some of you, your alcohol consumption habits could be a big setback. Are you familiar with having a beer gut? Having copious amounts of abdominal fat is not just caused by beer though, but the expression does have some truth to it. Alcohol can definitely be a calorie bomb, and those who drink regularly or party big time on weekends may end up packing on some extra fat. This is a pretty disappointing story for those who like the occasional social drink. Alcohol itself has around 7 calories per gram, which is more than the carbohydrates and proteins, but less than fats. Given that drinks like beer and wine have a low alcohol content, Uh, roughly 5 to 10%, the alcohol-derived calories aren't the major villain. The thing about drinks we should be more concerned about is the other ingredients. And this is the main determinant for what makes a drink completely unhealthy and another one suitable. This is because it determines the calorie content. And drinks are made up in a million different ways that vary in their alcohol content strengths. Some drinks are mostly or all alcohol, and others barely have a shot's worth in them and are filled with a bunch of other additives to give the drink an alluring appearance. For example, if you have a shot of rum, you're consuming the calories from the plain alcohol, but you do get the same amount of alcohol in a mixed rum and coke. But now you're no longer just drinking the calories from the alcohol, and you're also getting a tumbler's worth of carbonated sugary syrup water, which could be adding an extra 100 or 150 calories. Think of how quickly that can add up if you go out and have just two drinks. Other drinks are even worse. What about when you go to a restaurant and get a hefty margarita? With this choice, it could also cost you another 500 calories 
due to the high calorie sugary blend it's made with. It may taste like fruit, but in most cases when you order fancy blended drinks like this, they're made out of processed concentrated cartons. This is the situation we need to tackle. If you still want to go out and have some drinks, there are ways to at least go better about it. There are strategies you can take that can actually make the calories you take in from alcohol much smaller or negligible to your total daily consumption. With all the different drink options out there, you can select those that you could deem healthier than others. And here are some quick tips on identifying which choices work for you if you're perusing a bar menu. The first tip of advice is plan your drinking accordingly. This means that if you know you're going out for a drink or two, account for it by not eating so much beforehand or along with the drink. Drinks do have calories, and for that reason, they will contribute to your fullness. So make room for it in your stomach and don't eat the same portion of food with it that you would have without the drink. If you don't know how many drinks you're going to have, then just play it safe by having a light snack or light dinner beforehand, and then see how it goes. If you don't fill up on as much alcohol as you planned, then let yourself have a snack later. Number two, now that you have in mind that you're budgeting some space for drinking, be aware of how costly or calorically costly each drink is for you. If you could get a drink with 100 calories versus one with 300, that is way better. Think about what I mentioned before about what's actually in the drink that really logically determines how it should measure up in your head. Number three, substitutions are key. If you do have a particular drink in mind that's typically made with high calorie ingredients, there are ways you can reduce the calorie count and this will put your mind more at ease. For instance, if a drink is made with regular Coke, request to have it made with diet if you're out. If a drink is garnished with fruit syrup, request that the drink be made without it. Don't feel bad if you have to be a little bit difficult or picky. I make little demands like this all the time and they're usually happy to oblige. Another option is, if you can, make these drinks at home, and then you have complete control on what goes in them. Number four, if a mixed drink menu looks like it provides some iffy choices and you don't feel comfortable estimating how calorie dense the drink may be, the good news is that other drinks out there are less unpredictable and you know about what you'll get with each serving. So this might be a safer option for you. An obvious thing you can do is to drink the alcohol straight, but I know this doesn't suit everyone. In this way, you know there's nothing in there that you don't want, and no extra calories will be added by diluting the alcohol with sabotaging agents. Plus, by drinking something stronger, you tend to sip on it more gingerly, and you may not run into the problem of an empty cup so soon, thus avoiding the temptation of getting at least one too many. Okay, so... The next step, for those who can't stand anything straight, go with a lighter, more standardized alcohol option, which is also more predictable. An example of this would be beer. Although beers do range in their calories, with a pint of light beer, possibly containing about 100 calories, and a normal darker beer containing closer to 150, the difference isn't that huge, but it does... Um, it stays about the same because it goes on a pretty standardized scale. You can pretty much estimate that if you order a pint of beer, you're budgeting an average of 125 calories for it. Your best option here is definitely going with the light beer. 
and wines also follow the same guidelines. A glass of wine can contain around 120 to 170 calories per glass based on its sweetness. So keep count of how many glasses you drink. If given the option, go with a more dry red wine. That will have the least amount of calories and sugar. And red wine is also rich in heart-healthy antioxidants, if you didn't already know. I, for one, opt for a good glass of Cabernet. The next and last tip. Some drinks out there are designed to be healthier choices, especially developing in recent years. And these may be the safest options for you. For instance, the popularity of sparkling alcoholic seltzer waters, such as White Claw and others, has soared, and you can now find these in almost any store, bar, or restaurant. How are these different from any other beverage choice? Well, you're not getting any calories from the sparkling water base, given that it hasn't been sweetened with anything else, and then you're only really consuming the calories from the alcohol itself. These drinks usually have about 100 calories per can, and by choosing drinks like these, you could take in about the same as a light beer. If you like fruit-flavored drinks, a spiked flavored seltzer may be a better choice than a cocktail. So all in all, when it comes to ordering a drink, you may feel overwhelmed and that it's impossible to do on a healthy eating plan. But even this can be accommodated as long as you take control and do your research. All these tips can help you drink alcohol while minimizing the amount of calories you take in. But the obvious important fact is that you still need to do all this in moderation. That is all for today's episode. I thank you again for listening and do be sure to rate this show wherever you stream and recommend it to anyone you know who could benefit from these short practical anecdotes on your health. Don't forget, now you can now find me on Instagram if you search for Is This Actually Healthy? I will see you again in the next episode. Ciao, ciao.